0: It's Monday. It's December 10th.
1: And the word of the day is culposinquinonia, which means estimating a woman's beauty based on her chest. Used in a sentence, the act of culposinquinonia is clearly sexist, and it's about time that society learned to start measuring. A man's beauty based on his adorable buxom form that has been described as a nice, sweaty memory foam pillow at times.
0: <laughs> Two votes, Heath. Two Thank votes. You. Well, if, if we're voting on the memory pillow esqueness of Heath's tits, then three votes. I'm no Thank illusions.
1: <laughs> I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we... ...are the skeptocrats.
0: On this week's episode, we visit some of the great losers of history... Wisconsin Republicans (laughs) have a go at just making Democrats illegal... ...and PETA can go fuck itself. A dead horse. (laughs) But first, the rest of
1: the intro music. (laughs) Joining me for headlines tonight... our fellow skeptic rats, no illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen going to start you off with an easy one. Fuck, marry, kill, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Go.
2: Easy. Uh, fuck Kwanzaa and kill Hanukkah. And mm. Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas to you too, Noah.
1: Mm. Amazing.
0: In our lead story tonight, the lame duck legislature in Wisconsin nudged American politics ever closer to the inevitable game of got you, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. That we're so clearly devolving into when they moved to castrate the incoming governor and attorney general with a power grab that could only be more blatant if they then invaded Poland. The 141 page package, which was passed in an overnight lame duck session in a half debated margin scrawled state with things like just tech in brackets still written in it seeks to limit the now democratically controlled executive branches power to change policies around welfare early voting economic development and health care
1: yeah fucking right. this is the dying five-year-old just shitting on all his toys of politics <laughs> yes yeah except everyone's extra happy about this dying child uh, the right. gop well, yeah, is the good... dying child that
0: we're happy about <laughs> <laughs> And and to be super clear, one of the main planks of governor-elect Tony Evers' campaign was a promise to withdraw Wisconsin from an ongoing lawsuit that sought to undermine the Affordable Care Act. He promised the voters he would do that, and the voters hired him based on that promise. They also hired an AG who promised to do that, too. And at the time of the election, those were the two people who made that decision. But among the underhanded shit this series of bills would do is explicitly remove the power from the AG and hand it over to the Wisconsin legislature, where the Republicans maintain control because the state is so gerrymandered it was named an honorary fractal. All right, great. So
1: that's how we're playing now. That's fine. No, I want this. (laughs) I want us to play like this from now on. So next time the Democrats take over the presidency, uh, we're going to make an executive order that the entire GOP caucus is now a human centipede. And there'll be no arguing. That's what's <laughs> happening now. And we're fucking connecting that circle. Nobody oh, yes. Fun it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. This
2: is the part I don't understand, right? Their whole plan is based on Democrats never giving enough of a fuck to play dirty. And we're just getting there. Like, I just watched Alexandria Oscario Cortez punch Lindsey Graham in a dick on Snapchat. The time is coming,
0: guys. <laughs> like, p- you should play nice while you can because we're-, we're filling up with yeah. Cortez's. AOC, All right, so if you'll recall... A similar thing happened a couple years ago when the governor's mansion in North Carolina switched from red to blue. The, the still Republican controlled legislature stripped the governor of the power to appoint his own cabinet. They fucked with the rules of the state board of elections and the judicial system, etc. And judging by the actions in Wisconsin and similar moves in Michigan, that aberrant outlier is shifting towards a political norm. Now, when asked about the move, state Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald said, quote, yeah, but if we ever do transfer power, it'll be peaceful, so it still counts, end quote.
1: (laughs) All right, well, first of all... F. Scott Fitzgerald. Fuck that guy. So that's it. That's it. It's, now it's it's 200 years of corner traps that we're doing it. Leg sweep, leg sweep, leg sweep. Twitching games now. Hadouken, dragon punch. You tried to jump out. You're back in the corner. Hadouken again. You try to block it. Doesn't matter. It still hurts you a little bit. You die. You had only a little bit of life left. Even if you block it, you still get hurt by a little because it's super move. Fuck you. It's fucking play.
2: We have more people. Like their whole game is based on no one
0: ever counting the people. They're going to count the people. Eventually they're going to count the people. And look, this is obviously wildly damaging to democracy. Even if you set aside that one of the key powers the legislators are seizing is the power to limit early voting so that all those working class city folk won't be mucking up the election with their majorities and shit. Hell, one of their proposals would have basically given them the ability to hire their own people private attorney general that would quite possibly just duke it out what? in court with the democratically elected one. A
1: Blackwater attorney general. Great. <laughs>
0: yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. Now at the time of this rating, all these proposals really lack is Scott Walker's lame duck signature. And based on the shit he was willing to do when he was running for re election, there's no reason to believe he's going to suddenly grow a conscience now. So Wisconsinites, I don't know what to tell you. Like i Make a Facebook post about what democracy was, so a few years from now it'll remind you with one of those little memory posts.
2: Or (laughs) hear me out:
0: move out of Wisconsin. Your house is
2: lovely. (laughs) House is lovely, but they are going to make you paint it red, white, and blue every Sunday.
0: So you know, (laughs)
1: let's get out while the getting's good. Go to North Carolina, where no kind of shady voter (laughs) thing will ever happen again. (laughs) Fuck. Or
0: Michigan, or
1: come to shit.
2: Come to one of the Jew states. Come to, come to a Jew state. And in alphabet stoop to new Lowe's news tonight. Crushing it. Southwest Airlines has issued a public apology to a Texas mother after a complete and total surprise when a heartless agent mocked her daughter's totally normal name,
0: which is spelled
2: A-B-C-D-E and pronounced Ab-City.
0: Ab-City, yeah. Okay,
1: but... Okay, if we're being fair, it was either that or let a human being named ABCDE just walk right through like her mom's not a child abuser. And then (laughs) you're apologizing to the god of laughing, and that's
0: a whole thing. So, like, it had to be one or the other, but this is easier. and, And on top, look, airport security is part of their commute, and they work in a flying Walmart. Okay, it's hard to believe that there are any morsels of joy in that life. When they find one, let them have it. Exactly. (laughs) Uh,
2: Nevertheless, Tracy, with a fucking eye, of course, Redford, was boarding a plane with little one, two, three, four, five when she overheard (laughs) the gate agent pointing out the name to other employees, at which point, according to her, quote, I turned around and just said, hey, I can hear you, so if I can hear you, my daughter can too. I'd appreciate if you just stop, end quote. To which the employee responded by taking a picture of her daughter's
1: stupid name and
2: putting it on Facebook.
1: <laughs> oh, you can hear this? Cool, cool. Let, let me explain while we're laughing. Um, yeah. Come on, come on, come on. Let me show you what it's all about. <laughs>
0: yeah, better yet, let me put it on the internet so you can see the entire world agrees with me on this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so this heartbreaking tale of a 100% reasonable reaction to a stupid fucking name was picked up by local news, and Southwest has released an apology, saying, quote, We take great pride in extending our Southwest hospitality to all of our customers, not, quote, regardless of name, which includes living by the golden rule and treating every individual with respect, in person or online. This post was not indicative of the care, respect, and civility we expect from all of our employees. We have followed up with the employee involved, and while we do not disclose personnel actions publicly, we are using this as an opportunity to reinforce our policies and emphasize our expectations for all employees. End quote. Not adding, You named your kid ABCDE, you <laughs> fucking twit! What did you think was going to happen? You thought you were going to make it your whole life without someone mentioning how fucking stupid you are? You're lucky the gate agent didn't take your driver's license because there is no way with someone with your judgment should be allowed to operate a vehicle. You want an apology? To who? Your daughter? The only person who owes an apology to her daughter is you. Where is Ben Shapiro? Where are the intellectual dark web so delighted by the slightest misstep of the left to join me in this crusade? Just once in my pain-filled, open cut of a public existence, I want to join hands with Steph Molyneux and Dave Rubin and sing a perfect chorus of fuck this woman. Where have the bullies gone? The lands have grown fallow without you. The lands have grown fallow. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> and in Bush League news tonight, former president, vice president, CIA director, and guy who killed Kennedy, Thank you, George <laughs> Herbert Walker Bush, passed away last week at the age of 94. And regardless of all the dick sucking, lubricated by bullshit tears, here's the important takeaway. He was only worth six points in Celebrity Death Pool standard scoring. And that's almost <laughs> meaningless. But unfortunately, his effect on American history was not meaningless. Despite being a hero in World War II, pretty much all the other stuff he did was good for rich white Christian men and shitty for everybody else. And there's a pretty
2: good
0: argument to be made that he only did the World War II parts to the white Christian men. So, you know. I yeah, mean, yeah, which, I, I mean, I, I kind of get too. how he got whitewashed a bit by being followed up by his paste-licking offspring and then schmuck a l'aranse. but trust me, it's not that Bush Sr. was good, it's just that a Republican was allowed to admit the environment was a good idea back then, <laughs> right? And we're just, we're pining for that.
1: Yeah, so here's a little background on George H.W. He grew up in Greenwich, Connecticut. Already gross in a wealthy family, thanks to his father, Prescott Bush, who worked on Wall Street and founded an investment bank that was almost certainly holding millions of dollars in gold for Nazi leaders during the 1940s. And if anyone was hunting Jewish people for sport in a giant hedge maze in Connecticut, it was Prescott Bush. I'm not saying
0: (laughs) he did that
1: for sure, but if anybody did that, he was definitely there. (laughs) And he's definitely involved. We have no evidence he didn't do it. That's what we're saying. That is absolutely a fact. And uh, dad sent George to fancy private schools his whole life, including Phillips Andover, where George was senior class president, editor of the school paper, and captain of the baseball and soccer teams. Then he served in the Navy during World War II, went to Yale, became an oil millionaire in Texas, got into politics, became a U.S. congressman, and became a major player in the political transformation that unified country club douchebags with ignorant rednecks, also known as the lovely modern Republican Party.
2: Okay, guys, hear me out. What if our target demographic was us, but we pretend it's the kid who drives the ball pickup cart? Huh? (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) what I'm thinking.
1: Whatever, I always wanted that job. Bad example. So, uh, (laughs) Bush Sr., was also the director of central intelligence as i was saying uh that was in the mid-70s during which time he presided over operation condor that's the project we had going where we'd murder the shit out of a bunch of socialist leaders in south america Mm -hmm. i mean maybe a few of those murders were good for blocking communism so good stuff but still super murdery yeah and then Two of the guys we know he
2: worked with dressed up like hobos and shot JFK. But it's fine. It's fine. It's probably a them <laughs> thing. They probably didn't invite him. No big deal.
1: No, that's correct. Bush Sr. and his buddies shot JFK in the mid 70s. Eli, yeah, was, is <laughs> correct on that. let's get that timeline
0: locked down. It it's fun when the ethical ceiling of past presidents is now defined by how relatively bad the extrajudicial killings they ordered were, right? Like all of them from from here forward. That's where we're all going to be like, "Well, when it he was like seventh worst only." Though. Cool. We got a spectrum for those now? Great. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That's important. Case by case. So, uh moving ahead to the 80s and Bush's time as vice president for Ronald Reagan and uh helping implement a a giant wave of deregulation and tax cuts for rich people that was allegedly going to make things better for everyone and reduce the national debt by just increasing the sheer volume of the U.S. economy. (laughs) Yeah. One might call that sort of thing voodoo economics because it's stupid and backwards and doesn't work. And uh, one might be George H.W. Bush, who literally said that before he agreed to be Reagan's running mate. (laughs) Well... Uh, Mulligan. Didn't count. Didn't count. You could say he became pence if. Please don't interrupt. So, (laughs) Bush spent two terms (laughs) leading task forces to deregulate the fuck out of everything, causing the savings and loan crisis, among other Mm -hmm. problems. And he also headed up the war on drugs, which is arguably the biggest, most expensive example of the Cobra effect in history. And just for the record the national debt almost tripled during those eight years under Reagan. Well, no, but but it tripled for
0: everyone, though. It, like, <laughs> trickled down to the lowest parts of society, too.
2: Yeah, now that I think about it, retelling Bush's presidency feels like a rejected Always Sunny episode. Like, you know, the gang entraps a teenager into selling them crack at the White House, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. So then, of course, Bush Sr. was elected president of the united states in 1988 thanks to michael dukakis sticking his stupid head out of the tank and yelling <laughs> pew pew like a fucking idiot
0: well uh, it, also working against him though was the fact that massachusetts had black people back then mm, shouldn't have yeah. so. and then uh bush
1: spent the next four years watching the residual effect of voodoo economics drive us further into a recession He also continued the trend under Reagan of pandering to evangelicals when it came to anti-LGBT discrimination issues. And his cabinet was full of religious bigots, not surprisingly. And he refused to act quickly or strongly enough to the AIDS epidemic. So just tens and tens and tens of thousands of lives lost unnecessarily. Now, he did sign off on a few good laws, like eventually the americans with disabilities act and the ryan white care act but these were crafted by democrats and bush's non-veto was basically like fine whatever democracy blah 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 fucking sign it and (laughs) just keep that in mind because here we are in 2018 looking back on democracy blah 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 finally that's a fond memory of a president like a high school
2: girlfriend Heath, like a high school girlfriend and then and you remember, you're, you're fondly remembering a child, so you, like, age her up in your mind, but you saw her recently, <laughs> she doesn't look great, so you, like, sort of middle-ground it, like an iPhone app, you try and imagine... Eli, yeah,
1: Eli. Sorry.
0: Sorry.
1: Eli. <laughs> so, that's where we're at here in the United States in 2018. We watched The Funeral for George H.W. Bush, and it reminded us how great it was to have... Medium shitty presidents. How (laughs) lovely, lovely that was. We watched his idiot son, George W., give a eulogy. And uh, even for staunch liberals, it was nice to see that guy. Just (gasps) walking around the funeral like it's a fucking party. Being like, psst, psst, Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama, I got candy. You want want candy? (laughs) Candy? You want a Werther's? I got a Werther's. (laughs) My father died. And again... Even George Sr. was a refreshing little slice of history compared to what we have now. That's what the bad guy's supposed to look like. Like, if it's not going to be a good guy that we want, at least give me a mentally stable bad guy who's competent, who, like, has some virtues despite his evilness. Ugh. So, in conclusion, I'd like to say thank you, George H.W. Bush, for being lawful evil. That was fucking great. (laughs) And on
2: that note, it's time for a quick break and a word from our sponsor, The New Yorker. Still. Still.
0: (laughs) Hey, Noah, what you doing? Uh, Reading The New Yorker. Like, on paper? Yeah, man, on paper, the, the New Yorker has everything. Politics, news, international affairs, climate change and environment, popular culture and the arts, science and technology, business, fiction, poetry, food, humor, and cartoons.
2: I mean, yeah, I, I can get all that stuff on the Internet. Whoa, Kim Control killed a guy. Nope. Uh, Sorry, that was a fake story. Oh, I
0: shouldn't have shared that. I shared that. See, Eli, that's part of the problem. If you're doing all your reading online, you're missing out on what The New Yorker does best, publishing the best writers in the world and holding people in power accountable through their rigorous reporting and compelling storytelling.
2: Ah, oh, that that does sound better than what I do, which is rereading Creepypasta.
0: Creepypasta? Yeah, it's like an internet forum where bad movie ideas go to die. Yeah, no, that sounds... Great. Well, look, if you love to read online, the digital version of the magazine is available on your iPad, iPhone, Nook, or Kindle. NewYorker.com publishes 15 to 20 new stories each day that aren't available in the print magazine. And the complete online archive features every issue of the print magazine since 1925. Wait, I get all the great writing of the New Yorker from like forever? From
2: like forever. Wow, that's so much better because the the Facebook posts I've been getting my news from they're going like that, you know, like like, that. like I don't even I can't yep. even.
0: And there's never been a better time to support the free press. Oh, that's true, isn't it?
2: But it's got to be crazy expensive, right? Like the, almost a hundred years worth of backlog, all those articles, and you get it on actually. Paper.
0: If you go to NewYorker.com slash Skeptocrat, listeners of Skeptocrat save 50% when they enter code Skeptocrat. With this special offer, you'll receive 12 issues for just $6. Plus, get the exclusive New Yorker tote bag. You can choose between print, digital, or a combo print and digital subscription. So go ahead, subscribe to the New Yorker and read something that means something. So wait, that's 12 issues of the New Yorker and a free tote bag for six bucks. When
2: you go to newyorker.com forward slash skeptocrat. That's right. Oh, 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 Kim Cattrall killed someone again. Nope. Nope. Fake again. The year was 1960. In a small recording studio at Atlantic Records, John Coltrane had just changed the world of jazz forever with the title track of his album, Giant Steps. And while for John Coltrane, the recording would be considered by many his watershed moment, for pianist Tommy Flanagan, it would not. Here now, for the first time, is the uncut audio of the end of that session. Okay, great. Recording, fellas.
1: Yeah, man, really good. Cool, 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 cool. Um, just one thing, can we take uh, one more try at that one? One more take, you know, because I'm playing the piano and... See you guys uh, later. You Can't all see you. So you, yes. him. Oh, okay. John, take care. John, John, bud... But, did you hear what I said, John? I would like to try that again, because, you know, the the keys on my instrument are significantly farther apart than yours. You're still packing up. Can we just, uh, can you acknowledge that I'm talking? Yeah, so with the keys, they're a lot further apart. It makes my part significantly harder. So, it just seems like we just recorded what would be universally considered to be a standard of jazz for, you know, ever. So, I'd love to do a second take. That's okay, guys. Don't you're walking out. Please look at me. Damn it! This has been
2: great losers
1: of history. We have the studio all day. We paid for that. Honestly, just need one more go at it. Maybe, maybe two. You're very good at saxophone. Don't le- motherfuck.
0: In the late 1500s, one playwright stood head and shoulders above the rest, wordsmith, gentleman of the court, and theater critic Ben Johnson. It was at this time we know now, thanks to the tireless recording-keeping of the Johnson family, that Ben saw the premiere of a new play, Hamlet, by then-unknown William Shakespeare. Here now, for the first time in public, is a wax cylinder recording of Johnson's first thoughts on the play. Cool! Cool, 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 cool. So... Oh,
2: that, uh, that was the best play ever. Oh, just met the guy who wrote it. Uh, I think it's Will, he said his name was. Really hoping he would be a noble or an heir, but nope, he's just a dude. Just a dude who wrote the best play ever. Uh, I have written, uh, quite a few plays. Kind of feel like, okay, hear me out. Uh, kind of feel like I would be the most famous playwright of my time by... Oh, a significant margin if this guy wasn't around. Oh, okay. Oh, again, just really want to stress how good that play was. Probably the best thing that's ever been written up until now, or or might ever be written. Cool. I'm gonna go home and write some more of my stuff, which is fine. It's fine. Okay.
0: This has been great losers of history.
2: Invented three words just in that play, three of them. Those are words now. We all just use them.
0: (laughs) And we're back. Next up in headlines: Rudy Giuliani made (laughs) Trump look Twitter savvy this week. (laughs) It's pretty amazing Oh my god I was so excited When I looked at the notes And none of you guys Had taken this story I was so happy Alright So yes Giuliani does not have That upgrade That allows you to start A global thermonuclear war With Twitter But he still managed To fuck it up Worse than Trump And I love the story As much as I love breathing So it starts with Rudy G tossing out a tweet disparaging special counsel Robert Mueller, as he is wont to do. And in that tweet, as he has also wont to do, he neglected to put spaces between <laughs> his sentences. What does he think
1: he's doing? Like, if, it, if it's less than 280, it doesn't matter. You're not like, oh, I'm no. just, uh, we got rollover spaces to work <laughs> with on the next tweet. What
0: the fuck? <laughs> Rollover characters. All right. But see, that means that if your second sentence starts with the word in you've created an inadvertent hyperlink to last word in the previous sentence dot internet country code for India, which 37 year old software developer, Jason Velazquez took advantage of by registering said site and putting up a preview that said Donald Trump is a traitor to our country, Amazing. which then retroactively accompanied Giuliani's tweet every time it was viewed. <laughs>
1: <It's the best. laughs> this is fantastic. Like it might as well be a link to a live video feed from the white house with Trump and Giuliani just trying to jam a CD with 50 free hours from AOL into the side of a smartphone. <laughs> That's you got to fold it, Rudy. You got to fold don't, it. Don't tell,
0: me, don't tell me how to fold a, a CD, Donald. No, okay. Already, this story is amazing, but it got better when Giuliani found out about it several days later. Like... Like I knew about this before (laughs) Heath knew about this before he did. And when he found out about it, he fired off the following excoriation for all those libtards down at Twitter that made this happen. Quote, Twitter allowed someone to invade my text mm. with a disgusting anti-president message. What? And, and then there's this part where you can tell somebody tried to explain what happened, but he kept interrupting him. He continues, the same thing, period, no space, occurred later and it didn't happen. Don't tell me they are not committed card-carrying anti-Trumpers. He's so stupid. I <laughs> no. It's the best. And then he adds, "Time magazine may also fit that description because while he's got your attention, fuck time, I guess." And then he concludes in all caps, (laughs) "Fairness, please!" End quote. He is America.
2: He is America (laughs)
0: personified.
2: We've all talked to that guy, and he's there. He is.
1: It's beautiful. (laughs) And somebody clearly told Giuliani to just delete his fucking stupid tweet. (laughs) <laughs> all you gotta do is delete it. This goes away. But he's a crazy person, just like Trump. So now he's like, no, I wanted to
0: shit myself. This is all part of the trick. You, this is I'm. Sh- Reflecting you shitting, you all shat. These are my pants, self-shitting pants.
2: My friend had like a big brassy mom who used to freak out about technology all the time. So one time we spoofed her Facebook and like posted a bunch of crazy shit and texted it to her and pretended she got hacked. It's like that, (laughs) the national event. (laughs)
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, it's like exactly. she was
1: a, an advisor to the president on the yeah, internet. Exactly. On well, cybersecurity. Uh,
0: okay, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm sure there are people out there inclined to cut the 74-year-old grandfather some slack for not exactly getting the Twitters. But two things to keep in mind before you do. First of all, someone very clearly explained what happened to him and he refused to understand it because that fucked up his conspiracy theory. And two, <laughs> as Heath just alluded to, that man is the president's top advisor on cyber security literally yeah okay new rule no more taking that person seriously okay
2: like yeah. we, we don't get to bring him on cnn anymore he failed the hyperlink test <laughs> All right. that's, that's how it has to work now right my friend's mom she has giant oversized glasses of wine that say i'm only having one on the side of it and we don't let giuliani
1: Hey, on TV, anymore. Rudy Giuliani. Cool. Just quick thing before we put you on CNN. Double click this icon. <laughs> Too slow. <laughs> you missed. Refresh this page. You dragged it. You dragged it. Now it's big. No, you didn't. No, still no. Now it's in the recycle bin. Okay. <laughs>
2: have you ever emptied your recycling bin? You have not. What? Okay. I'm <laughs> and in Gillet Jean Valjean news tonight. Thank you. French protesters. It.
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: French protesters took to the street at the end of last month, <laughs> destroying cars, clashing with police, and even defacing the historic and beautiful Arc de Triomphe this week over gas prices.
0: Yeah. If only they could have mustered that kind of passion about Nazi invasion. Well, History would have well. been a lot different. You know, the uh, Gilets Jean... Or Mm. Yellow Vest
2: Movement destroyed their priceless landmarks, covered the walls of their century-old buildings with graffiti, and set cars on fire over a 7.5% increase in tax prices on gas.
1: But also because the president kind of fucked the middle class and the lower class with several different policies.
0: That factors in. And
1: helped out rich people enormously by abolishing the wealth tax but instead of a blue wave and some goddamn decorum they're (laughs) setting shit on fire like spoiled assholes who have such a better version of that stuff i just described than our guy who's doing that stuff i just described
0: (laughs) yeah right like if this is the standard i feel like by now we should be vandalizing the graffiti that we just set on fire right
2: (laughs) (laughs) But it actually gets worse. See, the tax increase is a direct result of the TICPE, a program that is almost universally agreed to be the best way to support local government while reducing our dependence on fossil fuels. TICPE isn't even based on the price of oil. It is literally based on volume. So this was a pro-climate change, anti-schools and roads pillaging of some of the most important art
0: and architecture in the world (laughs) well it's some of the most important european art not not top hundred but it shows up soon after that i guess (laughs) but uh but again just to give a little perspective france
1: already had gas prices that are well more than double the prices here in the u.s we'd have to make gas prices about 240 percent of the current average before we'd be able to even be in a position to suggest another small tax hike to help the environment and have similar riots oh uh we'd also have to have socialized medicine for everyone if we're trying to like (laughs) isolate some variables spoiled assholes is what i'm saying but i agree about the wealth tax thing we we could use one of those too and you should get yours back
0: well, but I should also... put Because somebody's going to write in and point this. Our country's bigger, though, so to balance out the gas thing, you would have to also make everything you were trying to drive to 1,500% closer in America oh, for it like, to be the same. <laughs> Everywhere's Jersey. Yeah. Sounds great. But Europe's gas
1: prices are all about that <laughs> price, That's too. That's
0: what
2: it is. Now... Uh, For those of you who are confused about this story or unfamiliar with the political situation in France, let me do my best as a well-educated and informative outsider to sum it up for you. See, the French are assholes. They're like the (laughs) Green Party, the country. Not on everyone in the country, obviously, but this is an electorate that voted for, uh, in this order, the president, uh, who is a sane person, meh second place, and a Nazi. So, you know, rioting over incredibly reasonable tax increases falls right into the French wheelhouse, if you think about it.
1: But at least their Nazi lost. Yeah, <laughs> What the right. fuck, guys? Stop fucking up the nice buildings. You're not storming the Bastille to free Nelson Mandela. Just fucking relax. <laughs> if you have time to travel to Paris from all over the country and buy a mask and buy arson items... Maybe you got time to get a real job and pay for gas. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah.
2: Francis, is like, uh, you know that friend who carries around his parents' credit cards still, but but he wants to tell you about the free markets and how the Fed is a Ponzi scheme? Like, like 30,000 of that friend got together and put on safety vests and took to the streets of Paris to destroy some of the few remaining redeemable qualities of their cowardly Jew hating little shithole of a country that's what the yellow vest movement is and, and I mention that now because you know when the French elect rolling coal near Jews president in their next election in three and a half months or whatever that is I'd like to add yet another told you so to my growing collection so you know
0: you're counting Tesla stock on that list aren't you I am are you time will tell time yeah will tell, kind you, of a thing.
2: you had to yeah. keep it forever you have to still have it uh,
1: opposite of what you said
2: and got get rid of it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, There's no
2: way to have taken my advice in order nope. and made money. Yes.
1: Nope. But nope.
2: Robinhood.com allows you to make a trade in just a few taps. <laughs> 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 so think about how easy it would have been.
1: And finally tonight, we have a story about arguably the whiniest thing that's ever, 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 ever happened in the universe. And
0: Eli just talked about the shit in France, so you already know it's not that. Right? <laughs> All
1: right. So imagine a white millennial vegan with a degree in verbal plagiarism and a bat signal on his roof that says virtue instead of the shape of a bat. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now imagine Eli having to eat a meal <laughs> in the open air during attacked. which he orders... Just by naming a menu item with Impossible. no modifying. All while a disabled tween from Canada is being wrong about something on the internet and there's nothing Eli can do about it. I don't understand now, why you're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> imagine a group that somehow found a way to be whinier than that. Alright, so now that we're all picturing PETA making a demand for <laughs> anti-animal sayings to be replaced with vegan friendly euphemisms, we can talk about how That exact thing happened last week. Do you guys feel like we're going to
2: find out someday that PETA is a postmodern art piece about how wrong you can be
1: about being right? (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. That sounds about right. So uh, here's the tweet they sent out telling us to stop using anti-animal language. Quote, words matter. And as our understanding of social justice evolves, <laughs> our language evolves along with it. It's fucked up. Social justice is our words. So, <laughs> continuing. <laughs> Here's how to remove speciesism. Yeah! I'm going to repeat that. Speciesism Peter from Singer. your daily
0: conversations. Yeah. End quote. I feel like speciesism is what the guy getting caught fucking the sheep yells, right? In his defense. <laughs> I like I'm sorry sheep. Eli is that what you <laughs> uh me and uh one Peter Singer,
2: Noah, so. <laughs> so Peter Singer fucks sheep is what he you're makes saying? a very positive argument about fucking sheep.
1: Cool. And he's the moral basis for your diet? <laughs> a lot of it. Yeah. Great. Great.
2: Anyways, <laughs> do you know what Here's the thing. Here's why I love this. I love this cuz you know some college student read this and was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. Am I missing a
1: wokeness?" You
2: guys gotta tell me if I'm missing the
1: wokeness. <laughs> yeah, so here's their list of examples. Best things ever. Amazing. So instead of kill two birds with one stone, they want you to say feed two birds with one scone. Using this forever?
0: Why would you feed birds a scone? <laughs> yeah, I would spell it out on bird carcasses on my lawn tomorrow yeah. morning. I'm going to
1: eat that scone. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, number two. <laughs> and an, those birds. And those birds. It's exactly. With a rock. Yeah, <laughs> Number two. Instead of be the guinea pig, say be the test tube. Very different uh, meaning. Not. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: not a replacement.
1: <laughs> also, instead of beat a dead horse, say feed a fed
0: horse. Well, but that's so... Because the horse is already dead in this example, right? So giving a living one diabetes is better than abusing its corpse? I think not, PETA.
1: Right. Force feeding a horse. This is weird what's happening. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, next.
1: <laughs> 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 a weird,
2: like, human centipede with Mr. Ed at one end. I'm, I'm, I'm not into it, but I'm... I'll figure it out. <laughs> All
1: right. Next one. Instead of... Bring home the bacon. Say, bring home the bagels. Anti-Semitic feels anti-Semitic.
0: <laughs> well, okay, no, but plus they'd have bacon, eggs, and cheese on them, so it wouldn't matter, right? <laughs> oh,
2: bacon, egg, and cheese.
0: And instead of
1: take the bull by the horns, say take the flower by the thorns.
2: <laughs> I'm also using that one, one forever.
1: <laughs> I kind of actually like that. That's a pretty good euphemism. Actually. <laughs> All right, and uh, just for the record. PETA actually compared these anti animal phrases to racism and homophobia in a follow up tweet. Jeez. So, um, any ideas for a couple better examples they might have used instead uh, of those? Instead um, of bird in the
0: hand, say a turd in the sand. That is better than <laughs> having better. one in the bush. Yeah. Um, oh, in, instead of fuck a duck, it could be. Fuck a duct tape together duck corpse that died of natural causes. Yeah? Uh how about <laughs> sensual. how about instead of a penny saved, uh a hen e
2: saved. Like a hen, the female <laughs> <laughs> I am as good as PETA.
1: Yeah, really honestly. please don't interrupt. Cool. Yeah, so uh <laughs> there's more than one way to skin a whiny activist. I think that's the lesson. <laughs> and uh just to be clear, I'm the most sympathetic person you can find. When it comes to supporting the ethical treatment of animals. That's their title. Well, okay, except I'm not a vegan. Except I'm not a vegan. But <laughs> I totally agree that being vegan is morally superior. Absolutely, I get that. And I genuinely prefer just about all the animals to just about all the humans. And honestly, you can see that in my diet. It's
0: like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it sends the wrong message on your Tinder bio. I keep telling you yeah. that's where that confusion is coming from. <laughs> Right, but... Despite being such an easy ally, this just made me want to
1: like go out and make a cat cry with animal-based ethnic slurs just yelling at <laughs> cats. I don't know. Bottom line, it's a good thing PETA is a paper tiger with no teeth. That's important. Or, or
2: do you mean a stapler hired with no wreath? <laughs> <laughs>
1: and on that note, we're gonna close it out. Thanks to No Illusions, thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving-away-a-free-show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Sean, John, somebody named... Just three weeks to Christmas, up your pledge in December to poor podcasters. Yes, second favorite listener. Yes, good work. Also, drunk Shimoda, Samara Wagner needs to sit down and work on her book, Trevor, and Yarrow, whose lovely dicks and vaginas are still the ones I run to, the ones I belong to, the ones I want for life. Still the ones. And whether or not you're feeling financially (laughs) benevolent, like those fine people shania twain right right <laughs> if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge check out our brother and sister shows the skating atheist god-awful movies and citation needed available on itunes stitcher or the deep web we just have one last thing let's compliment that penis special thanks to ryan Slotnik of evil giraffes on mars he is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today which were used with permission You should definitely check them out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. Two birds, one scone.
2: And in alphabet stoop to new Lowe's news tonight... Crushing it. Southwest Airlines has <laughs> issues... Southwest Airlines has issued a public... Here, wait. I, I want to do that again so you can do the crushing it. And in alphabet stoop to new Lowe's news tonight, Southwest Airlines has issued a public apology to Texas Mother... To a Texas Mother after her... <laughs> complete, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I cannot...
1: You are not crushing it. Please go on. This is staying just like this in the <laughs> People need to know. People need to know. <laughs> this is
2: what happens if you don't have a Noah or Heath or a Morgan. And in Alphabet stoop to New Lowe's news tonight. Southwest Crushing It <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my head. I'm in my head. <laughs> It's
0: such an important story. It's so vital. <laughs> it, is, it is number two on the headlines for the week. For the- this, this, this is what Fortnite. I care about most.
2: I saw this and I was like, oh, I'm so excited for Skeptocrat, where I get to talk about this. I tried to put a religious angle on it. There we go. Mm. <laughs> Southwest Airlines has issued a public apology to a Texas mother after a complete and total surprise when a heartless agent mocked her daughter's totally normal name, which is spelled <laughs> A-B-C-D-E and pronounced
0: Ab-City. Ab-City, yeah. I'm sorry, do birds normally eat more than one scone? Because like killing two birds with one stone would be a great shot, but... It feel like you could fil- feed many birds with a scone. Yep. How big a scone are we?
2: <laughs> I casually use this in front of my students and then refused to acknowledge what I had done, and I watched them all go insane.
1: <laughs> nobody, nobody had read the story. Nobody knew, knew where you nope. were going. They were just
2: like, "What the fuck did he?" J-? And I was just, I plowed right through. Never addressed it. I was just like, "Great, so let's let's feed two birds with one scone here, and let's go for it." And they were just like, "What?" What?
0: What
1: did he saying? Why is he unbuttoning his shirt? Okay, his shirt's <laughs> off now. Uh, and the t-shirt's off. Okay, and he's, he, you're going to do the rest really of this with so no sh- shirt on. He's, he's doing school. the yep. all right. he's, not, he's not acknowledging anything he's doing. He doesn't seem well. What's happening? He is our life coach. <laughs>
0: the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.